What's good, everybody? Welcome into the H&M Trucking Podcast. I threw one of our video editors, Haley, a little curveball there because I know what's up, everybody. Welcome to the H&M Trucking Podcast lives rent-free in her head. So I just wanted to change it a little bit there. Glad to have you with us this week. We are talking the CVSA's International Road Check. What the hell is that? Well, Fortunately, you have a podcast to listen to and a host that's very committed to making sure that you know all the things. So the International Road Check is actually, let's start a little bit further back. The Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, the CVSA, uh, has announced this year's International Road Check. uh, It's a high visibility, high volume, 72 hour inspection and enforcement event where CVSA certified inspectors in Canada, Mexico, and the United States will conduct inspections of commercial motor vehicles and drivers at weigh-in inspection stations, uh, designated inspection areas, and along roadways. So to answer your question, where's this going down? It's everywhere, uh, all the way up into the Great White North and down south where they've got some of the best margaritas in the world, uh, and also the great good old U.S. of A., rock flag and eagle you know that whole thing so why well it's it's safety all right this all these things are always kind of encompassing safety and this is just a way to partner with department of transportation fmcsa uh the police forces that are out in these countries and areas it's going to look a little bit different depending on where you get inspected if you do um each state is probably going to have a little bit of its own twist on it but it's important to know that we are focusing on anti-lock braking systems and cargo securement that is kind of their their focal point that doesn't mean that they're not going to be checking other things for instance uh during a routine north american standard level one inspection inspectors will focus on two areas those areas are the driver and vehicle safety compliance. The vehicle safety section uh, is going to kind of be like this. Inspectors will ensure the vehicle's brake systems, cargo securement, coupling devices, driveline and driveshaft components, driver's seat, fuel and exhaust systems, frames, lighting devices, steering mechanisms, suspensions, tires, wheels, rims, hubs, and windshield wipers. They're going to make sure all of this stuff is compliant with regulations. Uh, Inspections of motor coaches, passenger vans, and other passenger carrying vehicles are things that we don't care about on this podcast, so I'm not going to get into that. On to the driver safety side. Inspectors will check the driver's operating credentials, hours of service documentation, status in the drug and alcohol clearinghouse, seatbelt usage, and for alcohol and or drug impairment. Vehicles that successfully pass a level one or level five inspection without any critical vehicle inspection item violations may receive a CVSA decal, which is valid for three months. So you're going to get a cool sticker out of the deal. Look, we all know you're trying to get where you're trying to get. You're not trying to be out here stopped on the side of the road, tapping your foot while some nerd with a clipboard walks around it and checks boxes. But it is important, and we're going to find out later when we talk to Dean Edmonds, uh, safety manager, about exactly why these things happen and, and why they are a good thing, even though they can be a little bit of an annoyance. It's a thorn in your side, but it's for good reason. Uh, Dean's also going to give us some information about uh, a new bonus structure, too, which means more cash in your pocket and uh, more reason for you to listen to this podcast because I will be the one bringing you that news if you don't already have it. 
we're we're off and running. We've at least hit second gear at this point. So let's hit the music and talk to Deanna. From Omaha, Nebraska, to whatever lane you're driving, this is the H&M Trucking Podcast with your host, Marcus Bridges. It's that time of the week again where we get to talk to Deanna from Driver Advocacy. And uh, as always, we greatly appreciate your time. Welcome back, Deanna. How's it going out there? That's going good. Thanks for inviting me back yet again. Has the thunder stopped in your neck of the woods? I know your dogs don't like it very much, and uh, it was a little bit of a rough weekend. Yeah, yeah. The weekend um, was pretty brutal. Um, lots of thunder, lots of lightning, um, especially at nighttime, which is never fun because it's kind of scary and spooky. My dogs are actively trying to wake me up at like 3 a.m. to tell me that it's thundering. Um, so yeah, not much sleep, not much rest, but you know, I don't blame them. They don't know. They're like, the, the sky's mad. What's going on? Like, I don't right. know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people always ask like, what would you say to your dog if you got to talk to him for five minutes? And it's like, listen, I'm going to spend four minutes and 55 seconds telling them how important they are to me and how much I love them and all the great things they do. And five seconds is reserved for the things they don't actually need to bark at. And I think thunderstorms are like right up there on that list. Like, listen, I know it sounds like God is fighting the devil outside, but it's just the sky's angry, like you said. Just leave it alone. You know, the the, the mailman, he doesn't hate you. He's not coming to rob the house. Like, little things like that, I feel like might be uh, might be good to fit into the five minutes, but I, I don't know. I'm probably overthinking it. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you know, there's certain holidays that they don't appreciate, too. Like, you know, New Year's and Fourth of July, they're like, okay. Well, I, they can't differentiate between this guy being angry and a celebration. So yep, it's, that's uh, true. it's always a fun, it's always a fun uh, time bringing in holidays too. Cause they're like, um, hello, mom alert. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> it's often made me wonder how that works. And, and I need to ask a driver, or maybe you can provide us some insight here because you know, you and I, we sleep away from our dogs. At least some, some people do. Some people sleep with the dogs in the bed, but my dogs sleep across the house from where we're at because I want to know if somebody's trying to get in. So I want them to, to wake me up if, if something weird's going on. But can you imagine being in a sleeper during a thunderstorm with a dog that doesn't like thunder? I mean, that's like a dog just bouncing off your head, barking the entire night. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't think I could do it either. Um, <laughs> I, I do sleep with my dog in the bed. I used to not. So they used to be kenneled and they had their own little memory foam bed, own little blanket. My dog got to the point where she would just wake me up in the middle of the night barking saying, let me out, let me out, let me out. And so I just officially just broke it. And I was like, all right, you can sleep on the bed. It's just <laughs> two of them. So they don't take up too much room. So, and they live short lives. We have to remember this. They live right. short lives. So you have to give them everything that you possibly can. It's yeah. it, it is the way that dog owners are. I get it. But yeah. I can imagine being at a cab with a dog during a thunderstorm or got even any kind of like weird weather would be a nightmare. Right. Right. You know, it's not like you can be like, oh, I'll put you in this other room. You're stuck with them. They're on top of like they're on on your head sleeping all yep. hours of the night. So it's like, exactly. I, I can imagine not fun. 
Well, I have corgis too. If I was caught in a snowstorm, it's like there has to be a plowed area. Like they're they're short legs, man. You can't just drop them in a snowbank; they'll just stay there. It's they'll just come become a popsicle. But listen, you and I are going to have to segment out some time, sometime uh, for a different episode because we could talk dogs the entire time. I know that oh, about yeah. you. You know that about me. Um, and and also. Uh, I'm sure that you like hearing when somebody calls driver advocacy and they start talking about their dog, you're probably like, all right, like I'm here for this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I can, like I, I can talk all day. I mean, I think that's some, some quality time when we're talking about animals and I mean, I've gotten pictures, uh, via the text app that we use and it's just amazing. Just like the dogs hanging out, like at the side of the truck or you know, they're at a truck stop and they're, you know, hanging out the window waiting for their owner to get back. It's just, it's adorable. It is. It's so great. And and we will make a, we'll, we'll do a special dog episode sometimes where we're, we'll, we will feature a bunch of dogs, I think from uh, different drivers or, or just pets in general. Cause I know there's some cat lovers out there too, that are, that are hauling around cats. Anything new coming out of driver advocacy, advocacy this week? Um, you know, did you talk to anybody, have any interesting conversations, anything wacky happen out there on the road? Uh, not yet, but it, it's, you know, Monday, so I'm sure I'll hear of something. I still got some calls scheduled for later this afternoon, so it's never a dull moment. I can tell you okay. that. All right. Well, I'm wondering if you've heard anything about what our episode topic is today, which is the CVA's international CVSA's, excuse me, international road check. This is a big thing where they actually it spans Canada, the United States, and Mexico, and they've partnered with law enforcement. They've partnered with FMCSA, Department of Transportation, and they're basically out on the side of the road, kind of looking for. Um, well, this this year they're concentrating on anti lock brake systems and load securement. And um, you know, if if you want to do me a favor and just send some good juju from the podcast. Let these drivers know that you're talking to this week that this thing's going on. I'm sure they've heard of it, but on the off chance that they haven't, uh, there's just going to be heightened enforcement and they're going to be paying attention more. So a chance that you might get, uh, you know, a, a window knock or something like that and and maybe somebody peeking around to see if everything's up to date and where it should be. Have, have the drivers said anything to you about this at this point in time? I've had a couple of drivers say that they're wary of it, um, that they're kind of, you know, doing a little extra walk around the truck just to make sure everything's secure, make sure. I mean, not that they're not normally doing that because that's right. kind of what, like if they're stopped, the truck stop getting fuel or something of that nature or stop for food, they always do like a walk around and check the trailer, make sure the lights are, you know, okay. And I'm sure they do the same thing at the weight stations as well when they stop for mm-hmm. getting weight. So I think it's just, doing their due diligence and making sure that they're checking everything. Um, but I mean, I think that's H and M's good at the fact that they have very diligent drivers always checking. Yeah. So I think a lot of times they are, you know, on it when it comes to making sure their stuff is secure and double checking. Yeah. Which I think might help with the anxiety I'm sure they're having with this check. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's also good, I think, that ABS, analog brakes and load securement kind of go hand in hand. Like, first yeah. of all, if your brakes lock up, 
because your ABS is up and you're, you're down or whatever the case may be. I don't know the terminology, but if your brakes lock up and you go into a slide, I can imagine having a secure load is probably a pretty big deal at that point. Otherwise, oh, yeah. those of uh, the rest of us that are on the highway get free goods. Um, I don't know <laughs> what it might be, um, but you know, we're going to talk to a bunch of people uh, this week. We're going to talk to Dean actually here coming up in a little bit uh, about some of the safety. And we're also going to talk to one of the guys from the shop about some of the um, maybe the things that might cause analog brakes to, to go bad or ways that they can help maintain them. So we're going to have a lot of really good information on this podcast today. And, and if you heard the intro, you know, basically we're only focusing on this because we feel like it's kind of two pronged, like one we don't want the drivers caught by surprise out there and not knowing that this is going on. And, and maybe, you know, because they're in a hurry or maybe they had a bad day or something like that. And they just kind of overlook one of these things or, or the check goes by really quick and something gets missed. We don't want you guys to have to deal with that out on the road because that, you know, like in a normal work day with a thousand things that can go wrong and not to mention all the four wheelers around you acting like idiots, it, it's like one more thing that would just kind of kick the snowball down the hill and make it a lot bigger when it gets to the bottom. So let them know, I guess, from us. Tell them the podcast is looking out for them this week, trying to make sure that their awareness is heightened because the second prong of this thing is it is a safety thing. It's it's all about making it more safe for the drivers out on the road. And I feel like anything we can do to heighten safety awareness on this podcast especially is like that's, that's kind of what we do. Right? That's, that's where we need to be. Yeah, I think that sounds like a great, it sounds like a great episode. It sounds like drivers will want to check in and, you know, who knows what you can learn, especially when it comes to safety. I mean, I think you can't learn enough Um, because like you said, they are traveling with tons and tons. Um, And I I can imagine the analog brakes would be something you would definitely need and want. (laughs) Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Especially when, you know already their braking system i've heard you know it takes a lot of time for them to break it's not just like a regular vehicle where they can you know stop on a dime it takes a lot for them to kind of wind down and yeah and they're dealing with four-wheelers and you know cutting them off and i can imagine you know like brakes is definitely something you would want yeah (laughs) yeah for sure and, and by the way, Mike, the audio ninja listening in uh, to our interview here, there was a spot there where Deanna said, sounds like a really great episode. I want you to clip that and send it to me. I'm going to make that a ringtone so that pretty much like every time my phone rings, I'll just, that sounds like a great episode. That's really going to do great things for my confidence, Deanna. You did. You, yeah, I know you didn't do that on purpose, but Mike is normally the guy who deals with all of my feelings uh, because I'm just neurotic when it comes to wondering if this stuff's going to be good or not, or, or people are going to want to listen to it. So if I could get that, I think that would really help me out. Thank you. Once again, just out here, just out here doing the Lord's work, making everybody that you talk to better in one way or another. I mean, another. if I can boost, if I can boost everyone's ego and esteem, then I've had a good day. To- yeah, there you go. Life is so the world is so cruel. Sometimes we need a little extra light in there. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, hit your hours one last time or one one time since we've just kind of got into talking about dogs. Didn't really. <laughs> Sometimes I do my job right. Other times I just kind of wing it. This is a wing it day, but I'll let you hit yeah. your hours. Let the drivers know uh, where when they can talk to you and uh, how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Um, so I am Eastern time. So I'm Monday um, through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then I do three hours on Sunday, which is 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. as well. 
Perfect. Give her a call, drivers. If you uh, are just wanting to talk, if you've got something you need to talk about or you're just bored and wanting to pass the time, I promise you from plenty of experience at this point, Deanna is good for it. So give her a call. Thank you so much for being here. As always, we appreciate your time. Yes. Thank you, guys. Now, as you may imagine, the CVSA's International Road Check, which again is going down May 16th through 18th, is all about safety. So we figured, why not get the safety man himself in here, Mr. Dean Edmonds, to talk with us a little bit about how safety integrates with this International Road Check. Dean, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. Now, uh, with this international road check, it looks like this year the emphasis is on the anti-lock braking systems and cargo securement. Um, obviously, the uh, CVSA has partnered with Department of Transportation, the FMCSA. Uh, this goes across Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. There's a 72-hour high-volume inspection is what they call it. Um, when it comes to Let's start out with load securement. Uh, what are a few things that truckers can do to make sure that the load is secure and, and they're not uh, coloring outside the lines where the CVSA would be concerned here? Well, I would say, first of all, just do a good inspection of, the tra- of uh, how the trailer was loaded. Make sure things are in a position where they're not going to move around a lot. Make sure you're using your load straps uh, and just general general observation now is there times when uh maybe drivers won't really be around when the when the load is put together i mean are there sometimes where they're just going and picking up a full trailer or a full dry van let's say um and they won't necessarily need to inspect it but they they should well there are several loads that we do um other companies do them as well they just you know they're they're loaded and ready to go and they're sealed already. So, you know, the driver just needs to uh, inspect it the best he can and, and go forward. And when you say sealed, does that mean like the door is sealed so they can't open it up and look inside? Correct. The, the, um, there's a seal on the, on the doors so they can't break the seal to, to look inside. Copy. And how will the CVSA's uh, inspections handle that? If, if there is a sealed trailer, can they open it up and look inside, or is that thing sealed until it gets to its stop? No, they have authorization to, to break the seal, uh, do their inspection, and then what they'll do is they'll, they'll issue a separate uh, seal and place that on the trailer, and then they'll make those notes on the driver's paperwork. Okay, gotcha. And as far as anti-lock braking systems are concerned, obviously that's a big deal uh, around safety as well. We want our ABS to be working um, not not just at partial capacity, but at full capacity all the time. Um, are there any uh, parts of the, the safety checks or walk-arounds that drivers do that kind of concentrate on anti-lock brakes at all? Well, there is a red light on the trailer that would indicate uh, if the ABS system is working or not. So just need to make sure and pay good attention to that, obviously. And, and I'm sure, you know, uh, we will have uh, somebody from the shop in here to talk to us a little bit later. So I'm sure that that uh, 
We'll get a little bit more information about that, about maintenance and everything, and how you can help those systems work properly through just taking care of them uh, a little bit later on here in the episode. Now, with these, uh, when when they say high volume seventy two hour inspection, Dean, what are we really looking at out there? Is this going to happen at way stations? Are they just going to be pulling trucks over with with cops? How do they perform a high volume inspection? I don't know necessarily that you know, any one any one state does it differently or does it um, the same as all the others. It's just kind of a hit and miss. I would say. Uh, if a driver's got hazmat, they should probably be extra cautious because they're probably, you know, with those placards on the side of the trailer, they're going to draw extra attention to themselves, probably be more likely to be subject to an inspection. But, yeah, I mean, these, these things can happen at a scale house as well as just simply rolling down the road. Okay. And even though it's going to slow you down and it's going to be extra BS that maybe you don't want to deal with today, uh, would I be safe in saying that once this is done, if it does happen to you out there over uh, May 16th through 18th, if you pass it and all is well, that's that's a good feeling you should take with you, right? Most definitely. Uh, you know, and these, the nice thing about these things is hopefully they develop or they reinforce uh, skills or uh, routines that we should be doing every day. Got it. Well, Dean, you told us that you had a few things that you wanted to add. Now, I'm going to give you the floor here because uh, as you continue to uh, to do episodes of the podcast with us, I want you to be as comfortable as possible. I want you to bring me all the good stuff that you've got for me uh, from the safety department. So the floor is yours. Please let us know. Uh, okay. Let us know what's going on. Well, thanks very much. Uh, you know these. With these interactions with the DOT officers, um, they're, they're going to be focused on these two items, uh, the ABS, the cargo securement, but they're also going to be checking those everyday things, those things that sometimes get taken for granted um, or easy to miss. Some of the uh, things that I like to remind drivers to, uh, to look for or include in your inspections uh, during this time period, because you're going to be more likely to have a discussion with a DOT officer, is make sure your permit book is up to date. Uh, here at H&M, uh, the month of May, we just got new insurance cards. So if the driver hasn't gotten that new insurance card yet, they could have an old expired one in their book, which might be a, might be a violation or may give a DOT officer an opportunity to ask more questions and dig deeper. Other things that uh, are common roadside inspection failures or things that sometimes get missed or caught is drivers not having or knowing where their ELD cheat sheet is, knowing how to transfer those locks. Uh, very important. Uh, so make sure that you check your lock permit books. Make sure you're familiar with the steps in processing uh, transfer of locks. Uh, make sure also that you have the old standby, a minimum of eight days worth of paper logs. Another simple thing that tends to get missed because it's just it's there every day is your fire extinguisher. Take a minute, make sure it's in the bracket. Make sure it's secured like it's supposed to be. Make sure the needle's in the green so it's fully charged and ready to go. Also have some of those security items or the backup items in your truck like spare fuses, uh, spare bulbs, 
Uh, make sure you have your triangles. Make sure those are uh, in the side box. Make sure that you, you can get to them. Make sure you have all three of them. And then probably one of the, the bigger things that uh, tends to be a stumbling point for a lot of drivers is making sure that their Sansera tablet there is up to date. Make sure you have your current trailer, your shipping information uh, entered in there. Also make sure that you've uh, certified any previous day's logs. And then, of course, the most important thing is make sure you're wearing your seatbelt. Uh, when you're going through these scale houses, uh, anything you can do to make yourself look like everybody else and not stand out is good because that will just get you through there a little bit quicker. Won't give them a reason to stop and talk to you and uh, delay your afternoon. You know, you brought up insurance cards. Um, I, I've I've experienced that before where you reach into the glove box. You know that your insurance is current and in force, but the proof of it is expired. And uh, that is a real headache. And in my in my own personal situation, uh, my dad happened to be my insurance agent when that happened. Um, <laughs> and it's real hard to look at the cop and, and ask for some sort of leeway when you have no excuse to have an expired uh, insurance card in your glove box. So always a good thing to check. That's one of those things, you know, they, they don't come around that often. So, it, you, you know, it's not front of mind awareness. And it kind of sounds like some of the other things that you're suggesting here are the same, like the fire extinguisher. That Hopefully that's something you'll never actually have to touch, uh, but making sure that it's fully charged up and ready to go in case you do need to use it is just good general safety. Exactly. You know, all of these things are just are meant to just be reminders because, you know, we do, everybody works so hard every day to day, and sometimes uh, the simple things are the things that get overlooked and they end up being the items. They, they, we get caught on, so and they're the ones that are the most frustrating because they're the simplest. So let's just take some time, uh, prepare ourselves, prepare the truck, the permit book, make sure everything's in line, make these interactions go quickly, smoothly, and uh, without any problems. And now uh, something else that I like. Go ahead. Yes, please. I think you're getting to right where I was going to lead you here. Uh, you had one more thing for me that sounded uh, yep. not only important, but sounded like you deserve some accolades for it. So please let me know. Sure. Well, it's exciting. This is exciting for me. This is something that uh, we, we've just rolled out here uh, at the beginning of May. And what we've done with the company is we've increased the bonus that we pay to our drivers when they receive a clean inspection. Uh, currently, uh, well, previously, I should say, if a driver was to get a level one inspection, they would receive a $100 bonus. Well, we've doubled that. Now it's a $200 bonus. Nice. Uh, then also, uh, level two and three inspections, those were previously paid at $25. And we've got those now paid at $100. Wow. So an excellent opportunity for a driver to get some extra, uh, get a little extra uh, money in the account or in their pocket. And what I've done also is uh, I've changed the way that we pay these out. Uh, typically, uh, we would just tally them up at the uh, end of the month, submit it to payroll on the 15th of the following month, and then they get paid after that. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to give the driver the option to either uh, accept a gift card which will be an electronic gift card, and they can choose who the card uh, is from through multiple different uh, retailers. 
or they can select just to have that put on the next check. And the next check, depending on when it happens, could be that one the same week or the very following week. So rather than making a driver wait, you know, as long as 45 days or at least 30 days to get to get their bonus and they forget about it, they're going to have it in their they're going to have it in their pocket within no later than a week or week week and a half. So I'm, that part I'm really excited is to is to to re- get that reinforcement out there and make it something that they'll that they'll remember and don't and won't forget about right away. That's great. I think that uh, we can sum that all up just by saying that good good uh, awareness to your safety stuff really pays off. And uh, Dean's over here making sure you get that cash in your pocket a little bit quicker. Uh, the CVSA's International Road Check going down May 16th through the 18th. Emphasis once again on anti-lock brakes and cargo securement. This has been uh, Safety Manager Dean Edmonds. And Dean, great info. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? Thank you. You have a great day. You too, Dean. Thanks. Cruising right along here with our next guest on the podcast. This is Ray Sorensen. He is the foreman of the truck shop over at H&M Trucking. Ray, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Oh, great, man. I mean, I'm I'm podcasting. I, I get to do this for a living. It still feels like a dream sometimes. So uh, you're not going to catch me on a bad day in here. Um, now, yeah. we're, ta- we're talking about the uh, CVSA's International Road Check. Of course, once again, just as a reminder, it's going down May 16th through the 18th. And the emphasis is on anti-lock brakes and cargo securement. Now, um, I, when... With respect to uh, your position, Ray, talk to me a little bit about how the shop might uh, handle ABS and load securement or maybe um, focus on that a little bit and make sure everything is working properly. Okay. You, you, when, you, when you plug in your trailer, your ABS light would come on if there's something wrong with it. We check all that with the machine before it hooks to the truck, so that would tell us that the ABS light's on or it's going to stay on. So if the light stays on, then we start, we do a test on it and it tells us where the problem is. And how common are problems with the ABS system? It depends. If, if the sensor pulled out away from the hole that it goes up against the tone ring, it'll say too much space in between the sensor and the tone ring, which spins on the, on the hub itself that tells it when to shut off and on. If the sensor is pushed away, we push it back in and do the test again, clear clear it, and then the light will go out. And so, so that's that's kind of the most common one that you see? Yep, yep. That or, or they got somewhere and the wire was hanging down and they ripped the wire out. Or it's got a bad wheel seal, too much oil all over it. It won't indicate the reading. Corrosion on the plug-ins, that's, that's a common is the corrosion from the water and stuff from the streets. Sure. So when it corrodes, it won't read. So you just got to basically look at that kind of stuff, unplug it, look in there, make sure it ain't green and all corroded. If it is, you got to replace it all, run it up to the brain, back down to the the wheel seal or the tone ring hub, and you should be good to go. Got it. Now, is there anything that the drivers can do as far as maintenance is concerned um, to try to help the longevity? 
I mean, they they could probably get out of there and look to see if the wheel seals out or if there's a wire hanging down that's tore off. Um, pretty much, that's basically what we look for. Got it. So you know, there's there's so. not like a daily like a wash or anything like that that they can really do this because of the location. No. I assume. Yep. And a lot a lot of the drivers I don't know. I mean, your older drivers probably know, but. The younger younger generation, I don't know. Copy that. So, so how long does it take you to fix something like that? Let's say that it's uh, it's the corrosion. You said you got to clean it and and uh, do all that stuff. Like what's what's that look like in the shop? Uh, it's a couple hours because you got to take the wheels off, take the sensor out, replace the sensor. Then there's another line that goes up to the brain from the sensor. You have to reroute it and all that. It's a couple hours. And how long have you been uh, been shop foreman over there at H and M? Six years. Okay, so you're you're getting into this uh, seasoned seasoned shop foreman uh, uh, area here. Lots of experience. Is this one of those that you? Now I I asked this question from a small bit of experience. I was a detail boy at a Chevy dealership as a young kid, and I would notice the mechanics getting really upset when certain problems came through the shop. Is this ABS thing, uh, when there is problems, is this one of the ones that makes you want to just slam a pry bar off of a wall, or is this one that's like kind of <laughs> easy and it's not really that big of a deal? It's, it's not as easy as people think. It's frustrating. Um, all you got to do is, when you lose your cool, just walk away from it for a few minutes and come back to it, and it all seems to go together pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, that's sage advice there from uh, from somebody that sounds like they're pretty level-headed in the shop. Have you ever had uh, a shop blow up where uh, you got a little angry? I, I watched a guy. The reason I, I referenced a pry bar earlier is I watched a mechanic beat an engine block with a pry bar until it fell over and pierced one of the, uh, I think it pierced the oil pan, drained oil all over the floor. He got really mad after that. Um, how about you? Ever any have ever have any shop blow-ups? No. Good for no, you. I, le- I learned just to walk away and come back. It always seems to work. Good for you. Good for you, Ray. Well, uh, yeah. hey. Um, the, more, the more frustrated you get, the worse it gets. So it's easier just to go outside, walk around for a minute or two, and come back to it. Try it again. For sure. For sure. Well, hey, if you're out there listening, drivers, um, look, we know it's frustrating, especially if you get pulled over for one of these um, for one of these road checks. But uh, doing your walk arounds, doing your your safety inspections and stuff is really going to help with this because there is that little light on the ABS that's going to uh, uh, tip anybody off. Yeah, if it's if that light's messed up, they're going to know on the side of the road or at the way station as well. So uh, make sure to to keep an eye on that. Anything else you'd like to tell the drivers? before I let you go, Ray, about the ABS and, and making sure that everything's working well? Well, a lot of times, some of the trucks, you can read it on your dash. It'll say if it's the trailer or the truck. So that's that's an easy way to indicate it because a lot of times it could be the truck too with the ABS, you know. Mm-hmm. But your, your ABS light's going to stay on on your trailer. If it's the trailer, then it should light up on your dash or your truck. So pay attention is probably the order of the day, yeah? Yep, and look for corrosion if you can, and that'll solve the problem. 98% of the time, it's corrosion. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Well, well, there you go. Yep. Awesome. Well, Ray, I, I know you got to get back. You got a whole uh, shop that you got to supervise there. So uh, thank you so much for your time and uh, have a great day. We'll be talking to you soon, I'm sure. All right. You too. That's Ray Sorensen, uh, shop foreman over at H&M. Uh, great stuff there. And I think it's really important just to remember how much paying attention is, uh, is valued in these types of situations. Um, that's kind of what CVSA wants you to do. They just want you to pay better attention and uh, take care of the things that you can take care of. Obviously, these trucking companies, you got a shop, you got guys like Ray that know what they're doing in there. Um, and even if they get frustrated, they just take a walk. That's very important to remember. Let's get to the next one. It's driver profile time here on the H&M Trucking Podcast, and joining us today is Greg Waits. Greg, thanks so much for taking the time to be here. How you doing out there? All right. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I like to tell everybody I, I podcast for a living, so it's hard to catch me on a bad day. Right. <laughs> Where are you at today? I'm actually in Grimes, Iowa. Grimes, Iowa, and are you uh, you on a, a drop off? You picking up? You leaving there? You getting there? What's uh, what's the situation? Move this load to the dock that I moved the empty from. So then I got to take that empty back to the drop yard, exchange it for another empty at the local drop yard, and take it back to uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and swap out for a load that's going down to Dallas. Gotcha. Okay. And so, how long have you been driving for H and M? H&M, uh, this coming first part of December, right after Thanksgiving, it'd be two years. And and how long have you been driving uh, overall? Overall, about five years, okay. roughly. And so what, what brought you to, to truck driving? Uh, did you have a career before this, or, or were you a serviceman? How, how'd you get into it? My deal was it started out in the military. I've been part of transportation ever since 1983. Uh, when I got into military, I went into mechanics, and I ended up going into basically a general purpose mechanic, which is anything from a semi down to a staff car in the military. Now, where you have your specialized stuff, that's where you get into forklifts and uh, backhoes and um uh, trash trucks and stuff like that. That's where you got different specialties to get into. Now, I stayed within my general purpose, but I, over the course of time, worked on several forklifts, worked on all kinds of trucks, whatnot. And then uh, I got out active duty in 92 for a bit because I kind of got bad attitude because the uh, White House wanted to trim down the military concentrate on nine 14 year service and that pretty much the people that's training the newbies but whatever uh <laughs> i got out for a couple of years and uh again i stayed with uh, wrenching all that time and then about oh seven i got into more so that point in time i got into working on the big stuff on a regular basis with jb hunt trucking and uh i've done that for about so oh, five years and then I was often asked about driving a rig. I'm like, well, I'm not too thrilled about that. Well, needless to say, you know, my, I'm 63 years old. My bones are not going to handle too much more of 
crawling around on concrete, working on cars and light trucks and whatnot. And it's easier for me because I got only certain people that I got to deal with and I don't have a problem dealing with them. Uh, H&M has been an uh, absolute godsend, I'm telling you. They are good people from top to bottom. Well, um, I agree with you. Um, I, I actually get to go to Omaha and meet them next week in person, and I can't wait because it, it is, uh, it's been a privilege and a pleasure to uh, work with a lot of all of you guys. And that goes for the drivers that I've talked to as well and yourself as well, Greg. I don't think I've ever met a more uh, pleasant group of people when it comes to doing work. And I, I really, and, and I also want to say too, before I forget this from uh, the entire H&M po- trucking podcast crew, and uh, everybody listening, I'm sure I speak on their behalf when I say thank you for your military service. Oh, absolutely. And I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I mean, I got out of 92, but I got back into uh, Air National Guard up in Ohio uh, from 95 to 2007. So I totally retired 22 years total service. Oh, wow. And, and but, which branch uh, were you in before the Air National Guard? Air Force. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's back when we had a decent president. That's who got me involved in the uh, military was uh, Ronald Reagan because uh, back then they had a bunch of U.S. hostages in Iran, and, and he was running for president. And he's like, well, here's a, here's a go, boys. It's uh, going to be crunch time because if I get in office, we will get our people back from Iran. Well, needless to say, that was a done-did deal. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing when I was stationed over in the Philippines between 83 and 86, Panama conflict come up. And sure enough, there's Ronald Reagan again. He wasn't going to put up with it. And you get somebody like, I'm not going to mention any other names. Uh, the only other two presidents that I liked since 83 besides Ronald Reagan was old man Bush and Trump. Because they had a bit of a backbone. Rest of them, no. And and people such as uh, White House people, they need to be put on term limits just like the president. This thing about them being lifers, no. Yeah, it, it's tough. You know, I'm I'm a little bit younger. I'm 38, and and just in my experience, you know, I actually studied political science at college, and um, I always had this same feeling that man, there are some really really old people making decisions for what the rest of our lives are going to be like, and that's where term limits always exactly. kind of came into to to my lexicon a little bit, and was like, man, I, I kind of wish there was a dude that was 25 years younger that maybe had a little bit more of an eye for the future after he's gone than than what's going on right now. But I, I, Correct. It's, it's an interesting Correct. question that I come to here. Um, you know, independent of your military service and, and the inspirations that you had for getting in, do you see changes in presidential administration as a driver change things for you on the road uh, kind of as they as they go in and out of office very much? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Mr. Trump was uh, getting uh, dirty about uh, making sure the uh, borders was uh, being taken care of and whatnot. Well, ever since and before and dirt before and after his office, uh, there's been a lot of people 
coming across the borders and whatnot. And, you know, it, it's do it legally. There's no issue. But doing it like basically an escaped convict, you don't know what the heck is going on. I mean, they're, they're, they could be a loose cannon. Shoot, just the other day, just the other day, not too far from my house, probably within 10 miles, a guy was, I guess, practice shooting his AK-47. His neighbors next door, of about six people, uh, just had a newborn. And the guy with the gun was asked if he could uh, tone it down a bit because the baby's sleeping. What happened next? He killed five people. Oh, that's terrible. How tragic. That house. Yes, they did get some information and, and are working on getting him recovered and make him pay for his deals because, I'm sorry, uh, life is life. You don't have the right to take somebody's life just because they piss you off. Just take a walk. Right. <laughs> you know? Just take a walk. That's a theme on this episode because uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Ray from the shop earlier, and, and I asked him if he'd ever been frustrated in like uh, with, with mechanics or frustrated with a certain vehicle or he'd ever taken a pry bar and slammed it off the wall. He said, I don't do that. I just go outside, walk around for a little bit, clear my head, and then come back in and get after it. And there's something to yep. be said for that, Greg. I mean, does that, it is? It is. Does that ever happen to you on tra during traffic? And like, you know, I know four wheelers make your guys' life out there hard. I know that sometimes there's issues with shipping and receiving. There's mechanical problems. Have you ever had to pull over on the side of the road and just take a walk so that you didn't rip your steering wheel off? Well, I had a receiver make a complaint i didn't even hardly leave that place and my dispatcher was calling me about it and the scoop was was they said i was rude to them well okay you want back up to the, the rudeness let's see uh, when you got to call in you're at the uh staging area you got to call in and you're dealing with a dispatcher well not this dispatcher but security Okay. Mm -hmm. And when you call in, you get one of two ways security or security. Like you're, you're doing something wrong to them. Yeah. And this ha this particular day, I don't know if it was a security person inside the building. Cause I was in my in my truck and they put me on hold, but in the midst of being put on hold, the lady said, she's going to, put me on hold. I don't know her name because they never give a name. They just say security. All I heard in the background was somebody throwing F-bombs and everything else out. Like, what the heck is going on? But I didn't say nothing. So I sat on hold for five minutes. Okay? So I'm sitting out there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Still on hold for five minutes. Finally, they come back. Oh, are you still there? <laughs> well, yes, I am. It's like, was I supposed to go somewhere? Right. I thought the whole thing about so then, hold was that I'll be here when you come back. <laughs> so then, so then I get sent over to the main gate. Again, I get put on hold again for another five minutes. It's like, and I'm being rude. What do you think that is? 
right? They don't value your time at all. And your time's very no. important. And all I want to do is, you know, you treat others with respect. You get respect back. You give what you get. You Amen, know what I'm to that. Amen to that, man. I, I, I have this philosophy on life that I like to, I like to share from time to time. And I don't think it's like some genius thing. I didn't, I, you know, I'm not being profound when I say this, but my biggest, my biggest philosophy is to not make a dent in anyone else's day. You know, I, I no. just, I just need to be, if I'm, if I'm nice and I'm calm and I go about my business, you know, I can get pissed off if somebody cuts me off in traffic. I can get upset at the store when somebody's being rude to somebody else. But as I've, as I've grown up and aged a little bit, um, I, I as I get closer to 40, I think I calm down a lot in public. And, you know, part of it is now in this world that we live in, which doesn't seem, uh, the same as what it was like, let's say 10 years ago, there's a lot more random violence that we, maybe we just hear about it more, but it happens. It seems like it happens more and you just never know who you're messing with. You don't want to get pissed off at somebody that might just pull out a gun and shoot you because they're having a bad day. You can't tell who's talking I, to you. I stopped carrying my pocket knife because I, I've caught myself too many times pulling out my pocket knife because at one point in time I had a neighbor that they had to, I got three dogs. I got a uh, Alaskan Malamute. He was a stray. And uh, I got a Chihuahua and Chweenie. Now, <laughs> when they awesome. go outside, they are basically out there with a human being. Okay? Now, the Alaskan Malamute, I mean, I, I have no fencing around the house. The Alaskan Malamute, he's on a leash. So when he's got to go out potty, you take a little walk no big deal well the neighbors they this neighbor group moved in and they got this one little dog and my god the dog was up to my front door barking at me like i was in his way (laughs) all the time he'd be barking at us going in and out of our driveway he's not on a leash i told him they need to put him on leash and needless to say uh one of the neighbors uh, got that uh, people evicted because uh, let's say they was partying hard and squealing tires, and I'm talking about a uh, nice little quiet place away from everything. Yeah, you got a gun range down the way, but you know it's not that that close to me, so I, it don't bother me. Mm-hmm. I got problems with loud noises. Okay, ever since the Gulf War, I can't stand loud noises. Not even. Uh, flat tire blowing out on the freeway, lightning strike. If it's too close to me, it'll make me sit up from dead sleep. But um, before they got evicted, they got two more dogs added to their equation. <laughs> so then you got three dogs, and then the one lady, which was part of getting a dog, she was accusing my wife of attempting to run over the dog. Well, let's see. Titan, a Nissan Titan, not a 4x4, but pretty close to it. And you're talking about a little weenie-ass dog. Unless you're outside that truck, you're not going to see that dog when he comes up to the tire or anything of that nature. So if she hit him, she would hit him. I hate it, but she never did. Well, right. And but it's not it wouldn't be your wife's fault either. It's the people that don't care enough about their animals to try to keep them safe. I mean, my my exactly. dogs my dogs play in a fenced yard and when they run out my fenced front yard. door, 
it's it, it terrifies me, and I will drop everything. If if one of them oh, ran yeah. out right now in the middle of this interview, that would just be the end of the interview because I, I feel oh. like I have to go oh. save its life, you know? I hear you. I hear you. I was raised around horses for over 10 years, so I dealt with horses and all that other stuff, but... Yeah, yeah I, people like that. Come you to just, animals. Nah. Yeah, it, 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 when I see people treat their animals like that, it's only normally the beginning of the equation. You see, it's yep, like it, it, it starts to connect with a lot of other things in their life. And, and um, you know, look, if you don't like dogs, if you're not a pet person, I'm totally okay with that. It's the people that assume the responsibility and then ignore it. That's the one that really gets to me. Um, because, yeah, but just be careful using that assume word, okay? Okay. You know why? Why is that? Spell it for me. A-S-S-U-M-E. Now, sound it out slowly. <laughs> ass you me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Made an ass out of you and me, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I learned that back in 85 from my, one of my supervisors over in the Philippines. That's awesome. I used that word so much, and he's like, "Oh, right there." I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, "What that word? Did you what word did you just say?" I said, "Assume." What's wrong with that? He's like, "Spell it for me." And then he made me sound it out slowly. <laughs> but he is one of my best supervisors, man. Well, he taught you things. So you'll, you'll find that the people yeah. that are the best in your life are the ones that add value to it, and uh, you exactly, know. And, and the people that. Want you to progress, want you to move up or get going at a better rate. That's the people that's going to try to pawn you off on the doing something that you're not really yet used to doing. But in due time, he's going to give you little tidbits. And then before you know it, you're doing the whole show yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it sounds like a, a fitting uh, or a fit supervisor, you know, somebody that yes. actually deserves that position and, and does well with it. So exactly. Exactly. That's great that you ended up with him. Now, listen, Greg, I could talk to you all day about all of the oh, things. I, know it. I uh, could too. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, one of the things that piques my interest is that Alaskan Malamute of yours, but I, I'm going to wait until next time because we're getting kind of towards the end of the okay. interview here. Okay. And uh, even though I have a fun job, I still have to actually do my job from time to time. So that's oh. this portion of the interview, yeah. all right? Okay. <laughs> I wanna, no problem. I want to ask you about the uh, CVSA's International Road Check. It's coming up May 16th through the 18th, and that's what our episode uh, today is on. Um, first, I'll just ask you, did you know anything about this? Have you heard about it out there on the road? Were you aware? I have heard bits and pieces, and a lot of it is basically be prepared because you're going to be stopped at random times, and who knows? Make sure you do your pre-trip. I mean, your pre-trip, you're all you're doing is looking over it and making sure everything's working as it's supposed to be working. The lights are working. The tires are not coming apart and this and that. You don't have things falling off like mud flaps. If you even have a mud flap there, <laughs> you know, I mean, all you got to do is look it over. But then that that's just me. I, I constantly look at something and even if it's got a ding in the body, I see it and I'll make a mental note. But it's not mine. But I've seen it just like uh, 
one of our trailers not too long ago, part of the license plate was missing. And uh, you couldn't really read all the numbers. And, you know, when you get something like that, that's just going to open up a can of worms. If you get pulled over, they're going to say, well, um, hmm, you didn't notice that. Well, what else did you not notice? Or, or let's see what else I can find. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's a reason. So what you want, yes. What you want to do is eliminate any reasons of being pulled over. Don't do no reckless driving. Do as you're supposed to do. Look out for others, please. Look out for others. There might be somebody stranded. They just pulled off the side of the road. They're not going to be aware of if they pulled out off the road enough. Just move over if you can. If you can't, slow down. Apply a little bit of common sense. But if it was so common, everybody have it. Well, isn't that the truth? I mean, come on now. I, I used to call it common sense. Now I almost call it, you know, genius level aptitude at this point because it's so <laughs> <rare>. right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So if you but no, oh, oh sorry, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, please. No, go ahead. If you were to get pulled no, I just over, do here, walk out. Uh, <laughs> we did it to each other twice. I'm going to shut up. You talk. I just do a general walk around, even if it's not my stuff. And I'll make mental notes in my head, like this guy's missing part of his mud flap or his life's just hanging out. I mean, come on, people. You don't do a, a free check. What about your tires? Your tires look like shit. <laughs> so if you were to get uh, stopped, how long do these uh, little inspections take i mean I, it says here that they're partnered with all sorts of different um uh you know entities like the department of transportation and fmcsa so obviously it's not going to be the same but on average do they try to get you in and out pretty quick or when they get you on one of these things are they thorough and they don't really care about your time it depends they don't care too much about your time they're what they want to do is they want to find any nitpick stuff they can and your best bet is try to make sure you don't have anything that brings any attention to you, such as having lights out, lights not working, or you're, you change lanes without using your blinker. You know, why did you do that? Is your blinkers not working or that vehicle don't come with a blinker? You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear that. that, that, that I don't is, make too many of those anymore, right? <laughs> no, no. And, and, and that's one of the uh, first instant messages there ever was, was, you know, using your your lights to tell people what you're doing. Right. I mean, that's like when, when you get somebody passing you, you want to be Curtis and it, when they got enough room to your likings, give them the flash of the headlights, not necessarily a flash in the high beams, but some vehicles you have to do it. Some vehicles you can just turn the lights off, but just like signals, give people time if you need to move out of that lane, you got people in the left lane of you, put your signal on. And a lot of times they'll see the side signals on the rig to where they can either speed up or slow down to allow you to access. Right. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, well, actually, that's there's a couple of things there that you just mentioned that I learned from this job and talking to truck drivers. And that is one. If you're going to flash the lights, shut them off and turn them back on. Don't hit them with the high beams. That is something I, I never knew. I always just gave that, a quick that flash. That'll blind. Yeah. And, yeah, and that'll blind. Yeah. It's it's too bright. And so I've I've updated my ways there. Um, and, and the other thing is just if I, I drive a full-size pickup, 
And I always notice nobody wants to let me in. But if I just hang out in the right lane with my blinker on for long enough, sooner or later, somebody will think that I'm going to jump out and they'll just sag yeah. back and let me in anyway. So it, exactly. it really is. It, it's how it should function. I mean, let's be honest with each other here. If you're going to have a blinker, yeah. use it as a blinker. All of a use sudden it. it works pretty well, right? <laughs> use it. I mean, that's what it's there for. I mean... Don't just assume, there we go with that word again. There we go. <laughs> that people know what you're thinking when, although, you know, you can see where somebody's edging over into your lane in front of you, but no blinker. Well, apparently they're changing lanes. Yeah. You or know, they're asleep. That's a, that's a no, yeah. <laughs> that's a no, no big deal. But, you know, but it's also courteous to others to allow that because then you don't have other people trying to get around you because they might be in a hurry. They might be running behind time. They might be, I don't know, uh, late for a date or something. I don't know. <laughs> anything. I think that's the point. It could be anything. And yeah. you just mentioned another word there that uh, is typically preceded by the word common, and that's courtesy. And uh, yeah. once again, it, it seems to be waning at this point. So if we could bring that back up and make that a little bit more common, yes. I think everybody out yes. on the road would probably appreciate it. Uh, truckers, especially. Oh yes, oh yes. Because I can't read, I can't read your mind when you're in a car. I can't read your mind. I, I'm not. I failed that course in school. So we all did. We n nobody passed <laughs> that one, Greg. Uh, listen, Greg Waits, thank you so much. There's one thing that I forgot to ask you off the top uh, uh -oh. that I would try to ask people, and that is, what's your CB handle and what's your truck number? My truck number is 2126. I do not have a CB handle yet. My wife says uh, you got to incorporate something with uh, Mountain Dew with it, like do the do or whatever. Call you Code Red or Baja Blast or something like that, huh? Uh... Uh, I'm just typical basic Mountain Dew ever since. I, I mean, I really like Do the Dew. I, I think maybe you might be onto something there. So maybe next time we talk to you, you'll have that ironed out. All right. Yeah, yeah. I got a CB in the truck, but I don't, you know, walk on it much. Well, Greg, thank you so much. You know, I, I actually got your information from Deanna over at Driver Advocacy, and that's a good place to go when you when you want to talk to somebody too. Uh, you've been taking advantage oh, of that. Yeah. Um, she's oh, yes. awesome. She comes on the podcast almost every week with us and, uh, oh, really? yeah, she does. And, and she just, you know, we want drivers to know about that program because, um, you know, obviously a lot of them take advantage of it, but not everybody has. And, and who knows what's going to happen out there on the road. Some people just need an ear sometimes. And, uh, exactly. Deanna exactly. is so good at that. So I appreciate you taking the time to get in touch with her and, and just chat. I appreciate you coming and, and taking the time with us here on the H&M Trucking Podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I will tell you this right now. Stay safe out there. Hopefully, if you get caught Absolutely. up in this uh, CVSA International Road Check, it doesn't put too much of a dent in your schedule. Um, and, yeah. and thank you once again for being here today. Oh, absolutely. Got to keep America running. That's my boy right there. Greg Waits, everyone. All right. Making yet another appearance on the H&M Trucking Podcast, being very generous with his time, is President James Fonda. Thanks for being here, James. How's everything going over there? Great. Yourself? 
Hey, no complaints, man. I'll say it. This will be the third time this podcast. I podcast for a living. It's hard to catch me on a bad day. It really is. <laughs> now, the uh, uh, Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, CVSA, has got this road check, uh, international road check, actually, uh, coming up May 16th through the 18th. We've been chatting about it quite a bit today. It looks like the focus on this is going to be the anti-lock braking systems and cargo securement. Uh, we've spoken to the shop. We've spoken to safety. I've got the driver's take now. Uh, it's it's your turn, James, to talk about what it is uh, that you hope comes from this. Obviously, the international road check is a, is completely surrounding safety. Um, in just talking to the driver a little bit, he said, look, they don't really care much about your time, but you don't need to give them a reason to pull you over. Uh, as the president of the company, when you see something like this happening, you see all the partners that are involved. Are you happy about it? Does it kind of, uh, does it rub you the wrong way at all? Just share your thoughts. I mean, at the end of the day, there are, there's so many different carriers out there that you have to do these types of things to make sure that they're, that everybody's in check. So do I, does it bother me that they do it now? Uh, our drivers definitely need to be aware of it. And it goes back to what I said a few times ago. They need to be aware of what they're doing and being safe on the road at all times. And, you know, doing your checks and making sure that your equipment's up and running and, and uh, good to go. And it seemed in talking to Dean and Ray both uh, that that's kind of the big deal is, is you can save yourself a lot of headaches later if you just do a really good thorough pre-check and, and make sure everything's good before you set out. Right. And, you know, if they, get, if they give them a full level one and also they get a clean level one, we just upped and we now uh, the, the bonus for it. So now we actually give the drivers 200 bucks. Yeah. Um, for uh, non-taxed for passing a level one. So there's an incentive to it. Which never hurts. And it's untaxed. I love that. You know, it's uh, that, that bonus when somebody says 200 bucks and only 160 shows up, uh, that sometimes gets gets a little bit under your skin. But an untaxed bonus, that's that's the way to go, man. You guys have got it figured out over there. How do I, how do I sign up? <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what's the difference between, say, uh, a level one uh, inspection and, and passing that as level one and, and like the different levels of passing? Because I think uh, Dean mentioned three different levels, uh, maybe. Talk me through that a little bit. It relates up to the officer. Um, oh, okay. How, you know, you <laughs> if, uh, if you walk up and all of a sudden you're, uh, you're, you're being a little bit standoffish and uh, they're sensing a little bit of uh, agitation from you. All of a sudden, you know, like, you know, let's see what you got going on. I'm going to give you full, full, uh, full level one and, you know, hope, hope you, hope you pass. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it's all, it's always the, the right thing to do is always be uh, professional and courteous with the officers uh, so that if they do decide to give you a level one, that they're not all of a sudden nitpicking. Uh, it's kind of like when you're in the military and you're going through training and all, you know, they're nitpicking your, your, uh, your BDUs and all of a sudden they find a string. Well, if they find one string there, then you, you know, if you get three strings, you fail. But you know, if, they, if you start picking up and they all of a sudden spend, you know, the first 25 you know, seconds looking at your uniform, they can't find anything, you know, they're not going to, and, and then they look in one pocket. They're also, they're not going to dig much further. It's like, Oh, this guy's clean and good to go. So, uh, kind of the same thing, like present well, and you won't, it won't dig further. Uh, that's, that's great advice too. I, you know, I always, uh, my dad always told me as far as, the cops are concerned. Um, just being nice will go a lot further than what you think it will. And uh, I remember my my very first trip back from college, going home for Thanksgiving. 
I got pulled over doing 83 in a 55, um, which is <laughs> not a place you want to be as a broke college student. And when he, he took my information, walked away to his car, came back five minutes later, and he said, uh, Marcus, you've been polite and honest with me today. I know you're going home to see your parents for the first time. I want you to slow it down and get out of here. And it was, and he shook my hand too. And it was amazing that just being nice and just kind of not being a general uh, jerk because I got pulled over actually saved me hundreds and hundreds of dollars and maybe even an impounded car. I'm not sure how it worked there, but. It's- oh, absolutely. And when I was in college, I was like freshman year, I think my, uh, uh, during uh, winter break, I was home and. I think I got pulled, I got pulled over four times, got four warnings. And in fact, one of the cops that pulled me over is like, didn't we just pull you over the other day? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and, but the entire time I was nice to him. Uh, and I just kept like, okay, just go. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, so, you know, there, there's something to, to being, to being just a good person at the other day. Yeah. Sometimes you just get lucky. Yeah, you do. Because I mean, it, let's, let's be honest with each other here, James, you were kind of giving them a reason to write you a ticket. What with that third and fourth instance of being pulled over, uh, so, <laughs> you know, being a nice guy went a long way for you that week. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, uh, oh, yeah. With uh, with respect to anti-lock braking systems and cargo securement, is there anything that you would like to tell your drivers um, about this international road check? Uh, because that's obviously what they're focusing on, and you see, obviously, the, the entire company and uh, all the things that happen. What do you want to tell your drivers about this other than be polite, be ready, and uh, and, and have your well, stuff together? They say they're focusing on that, but really they're, focused, they're just trying to, you know, they're trying to catch the guys that they can just get to find and get equipment off the road and whatever. So really just be on top of your game for whatever it is, making sure just everything is buttoned up. Yeah. Don't give them your a reason log. to pull you over. It yeah. sounds like, right? like in an Elson that, you know, they look at your logs, like make sure your logs are clean, just do the right thing and you'll be fine. Well, there it is. Well, that wraps up a very informative episode on the CVSA's international road check. Once again, going down May 16th through the 18th. Uh, they say the emphasis is ABS and cargo securement. Uh, James Fonda, president of H&M, does not buy it. They're looking for anything that they can find out there. So make sure to have your ducks in a row. Uh, James, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. I'm going to see you next week. Can you believe that? We're going to be in the same room. I know. Same room, same state, same time zone. That's amazing. I'm, I've yeah. heard that uh, the steak in Omaha is to die for. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, compared to that Oregon crap you got out there. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, listen to this, James. My wife is deathly allergic to shellfish. And normally oh. the only time I get to eat it is when I'm not with her. This trip will be a, a good example of that. So I, a, a coastal Oregon boy, am going to fly to the middle of the country to eat seafood. Now tell me what's... Ooh, should we go get some oysters? I mean, I'll eat an oyster. I, I don't get, right, I don't get this. So, you know, just tell me that they're fresh. <laughs> tell me that they somehow got them to Omaha fresh and I'll eat it. You know, if you believe in your head, it's true. Okay. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> that wraps it up for the H&M Trump. Trucking Podcast today. Stay safe, cheese bags, but also stay fresh. Thanks, James. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the H&M Trucking Podcast. 
Please leave a review, subscribe, and connect with Marcus over at the H&M Trucking social media channels. And if you're considering a job at H&M, find us at hmtrucking.com. Until next time, stay safe and ahead of the curve drivers.